Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Chiefs Training Camp Special. I'm Jay Binkley along with Kramer Sansone producing the operation at wet and rainy St. Joe down here at the practice fields at our uh, broadcast position. What was a Wonderful day in St. Joe this morning. Kramer, who's from St. Joe, he hails from there, said it was raining overnight. Now he's back in the studio. I, the other direction, I live in Kansas City. Kramer lives in Liberty, but regardless, he stays in St. Joe from time to time. But he was on his way back to the station. I was on my way to St. Joe. And, well, it looked fine. Then all of a sudden, Kramer, the players left the field. Nothing was happening. There, was, there wasn't the gray types clouds you see in the sudden. It just started pouring. There might have been some lightning off in the distance, but the Chiefs, now there's the thunder, so there's the lightning as well. So the Chiefs are inside practicing at the inside facility, and they haven't had to do that this year. They haven't had to do it this year, but the facility's wonderful. I don't know if you've ever been up there. I know you went to Northwest Missouri, Kramer, not Missouri Western, but an outstanding facility they have for the Chiefs up here, the indoor facility. Yeah, I've actually went to my first semester I spent in college was at Missouri Western. I had a walking class in an indoor facility. And, yeah, no, you're not wrong. It is a nice facility. It's a nice facility, but it's really pouring now. I mean, yeah, You can hear it in the, your mic. Yeah, it's it's coming down. It kind of dissipated there for a second. It's coming down hard. I was thinking, okay, there could be an outside shot. You'll see them back out here at practice today. But assuming with this weather, they don't want to take a chance on any of the guys on the wet field. And things will be a little bit different. They'll just go ahead and have practice inside. This was the last weekend practice. Another chance for you to come up and watch Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Off next weekend with the preseason game on Saturday. And they'll have practice on Monday and Tuesday. Will Kramer, you're now over there writing at ArrowheadPride.com. I'm very excited about that. You know that we're partners with ArrowheadPride.com. You know, Pistol Pete, the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com. They got you writing some articles, plus... You're going to be doing something cool, something you and I did with the Kansas City Royals last year in simulations. You're going to be simulating out the Kansas City Chiefs season just to give us a little taste before the year starts. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, I actually can't wait for the simulations to start. Once Madden drops, those things will be coming your way. So you're going to simulate the whole season as it is every game? Yeah, like week that? by week. You're going to make your own roster? You're going to try to go with their depth chart? Uh, whatever the depth chart is for that week for the Chiefs is what we're going to be using for the simulation uh, aspect for it. So, so I, you're going to go week by week. You're yes not doing sir. this all at once. Correct. We're going to go week by week. It's going to be released once a week, and I'm also going to be writing a, a game story for it as well. So that should be starting once week one hits. 
Are you doing preseason as well? Uh, no, because the game is released on the twentieth. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah I might. I, we might do a, a one preseason game, but we'll see how it goes. Well, I'm excited about that. Your article uh, was interesting to me yesterday. You put out Kramer. Look around the AFC West. I mentioned what team I think is going to be better. Chargers. I know Chargers getting a lot of run. I went on with C Dot on his CBS uh, show last uh, night, and we talked about the Chargers and the Broncos. He, he's high on the Chargers. Pete Sweeney's high on the Chargers. I can't buy into them until they show me something, because you know every year we say this about the Chargers. Every year they're the darling. Now they've been more the darling in years past, but they still get that darling run in the AFC. But Justin Herbert, we don't know in year two, you know. Can he back it up? He could, maybe he can, maybe he can. We don't know. We haven't seen it yet. What can he do? Can he back up that performance? I mean, Baker Mayfield's been on and off. But I do feel, Kramer, and I know you wrote that review, that him going on the road and not being able to audible, it's kind of a big deal for a young quarterback because last year, you know, he's facing 15% capacity, 20% capacity in stadiums, or zero capacity in cardboard in some of the others. That's a big difference to go out in audible. So I don't know how you feel about the Chargers and Justin Herbert or where are you sitting because there's another team in the AFC West that I like better, obviously the Chiefs, but there's somebody else. See, when it comes down to the Chargers, I mean, granted, they seem to stay healthy, and I feel like with Justin Herbert on the field, I, we've always seen there's always a possibility of a sophomore slump for these guys that had an incredible rookie season. And the fact that he couldn't audible then and there's going to be possibly full capacities of some, of most of all of these stadiums right now, I, we got to see what he's actually going to be able to do on the field, and if they, if he can't audible, that's gonna that's gonna hurt the team and the offense like drastically. So if we look at the AFC West as a whole, and I know the Chargers get their run, they should get their run. Great receivers. I, I like uh, Corey Lindsey coming over there as the starting center. This is Aaron Rodgers' center back in Green Bay. He's now with the Chargers. That's going to be uh, something good for Justin Herbert. He has that battery mate like Patrick Mahomes has with this guy now and Creed Humphrey. And I'm very skeptical of this team only because of the head coach situation and they can't figure out the quarterback situation. Because I've always said if you don't have one, if you have two, you don't have any. So I look at the fact the Denver Broncos, that's the team I think that's actually going to give the Chargers a run at number two. Because you look at the Chargers and what they can do. And I don't know why somebody's making some weird, loud clapping, annoying noise. Uh, behind me in one of the tents, uh, Kramer. But regardless, they bring in Darby. They bring in Fuller. They drafted Patrick Sertan. Like that deep, that Von Miller's back healthy. It's going to be the first time him and Bradley Chubb have played together as a pass rush in three years. Vic Fangio is a defensive-minded guy. Not going to slide him anywhere on defense. The Broncos will have, I think, could have the top defense in the AFC West. The big question is going to be the quarterback. But I like Judy. I like Cortland Sutton. I think Noah Fant's really coming into his own as a tight end. I love the draft pick of the running back, Javante Williams, out of North Carolina. Got to figure out what the quarterback situation. Drew Locke seems to be having a better camp right now at this point than Teddy Bridgewater. But I don't know if that system gels between Fangio and Locke. And I felt this way ever since Locke's first year when he was in the Hall of Fame game. Some of the comments... Vic Fangio was making after the game. I didn't feel like really support his quarterback like he needed to do. And he was he went through two straight offensive coordinators at Mizzou, went through two offensive coordinators in a row with Denver. Now he's got the same offensive coordinator and Shermer coming back this year. Could make a difference. I feel 
the Denver Broncos right now are better than the Chargers. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way off. I know the Chargers have the quarterback, but the roster of the Broncos is more talented. The, the roster of the Broncos may be more talented, but I still believe the Chargers are still a little tad bit better than the Broncos. It all stems down to the quarterback situation. Granted, you may have the best defense in the league, and we also, I mean, we see the, what was it, back in like 2000 where the Baltimore Ravens helped carry that defense all the way to the Super Bowl and win. If that's the, if that's the case with this Broncos defense and they're a Super Bowl-caliber defense from what we're going to see possibly on week one, then granted, that, that's okay and decent, but it all relies on that quarterback room. And Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, I mean, we saw Teddy Bridgewater last year lose seven games by like by a, a few points, and like it was just in that final drive where he couldn't get over that hump. Well, I get it. Drew supposedly and, looks a little bit better. The players have been raving about him. I, again, you have Vic Fangio as the head coach, but again, Shermer, he kind of turns the whole offense over to him so it's kind of a a different looking deal kind of turns the offense over but man i like sutton and judy i mean that is a good combination then you add in noah fant and you're talking about you you don't think the chargers defense at this point even with derwin james coming back is better than broncos do you oh no no that's the only reason why i'm like siding with the chargers on that moment because they at least have a quarterback in justin herbert and because justin herbert's clearly better than teddy bridgewater and also drew lock drew lock regressed mightily last season so if you are the if you are the broncos right now you, you have those offensive weapons you that's great you have offensive weapons but who's your quarterback you got to have that quarterback throw those weapons and is it going to be teddy bridgewater or drew lock heck if they go a week by week situation that that'll be wild i mean they probably won't do that but that's the scary part about them but it, but it is they have their same offensive coordinator coming back again i'm not sure fangio can screw that up you know what i'm saying I, I, but can he screw that Fangio. up? He, he really could. turns it on. Well, I, I don't know, man. I've never been wild about Vic Fangio. Oh, same here. Um, I, you know, I don't know about Brandon Daly yet. We don't know about the Chargers coach because he was a one-year defensive coordinator with the Rams, who, by the way, a ton of people like like the Rams, and I'm not sure why they lose their defensive coordinator, and of course, um, they lose 50 percent of their secondary to the Browns. So, but anyway, it's a different subject for a different day. But regardless, like, I don't know, man. We'll have to wait and see. Because you're, you're putting, again, you're putting defensive-minded coach like Brandon Daly with Justin Herbert. It's kind of the same thing in with Vic Fangio and the quarterbacks of the Broncos. And see, it, I don't think it, it really works. Because, I mean, I, you could even say that both the quarterback rooms and the Chargers and the Broncos regress because of the fact of, well, for the Chargers, you have a defensive-minded head coach there now. And for the Broncos, you have two quarterbacks that could easily start week one. So it's you just never know in this situation. And it just we just have to watch, see when it comes out week one. So if you were ranking the the AFC West right now, I, I, I you, you go Chiefs one, obviously. Yes. Number two, I'm going Broncos. You're going Chargers. I'm actually going Raiders on number two. Oh God! Explain <laughs> yourself. Well, they, why are they? Come on, man. The, the Kramer, defense, you have ahead of the Broncos. The no, here's the thing, though, Bink. The offense last year for the Raiders wasn't the problem. Maybe a problem for a game or two, possibly for that. It was the defense, and the defense actually has mightily changed after the firing of Paul Gunther last season and the hiring in the offseason with Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley knows this offense uh, of, of, at the AFC West great because, I mean, he's been with the Chargers, and he, he knew he knows how to beat the Chiefs. Granted, Patrick Mahomes or the, any other the rest of the starters weren't there in that time, but still he knows how to beat the Chiefs, and the Raiders already know how to beat the Chiefs, and that's just outscore them. So that, that's why I, I feel like with the, 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 the Raiders, they're the number two team in the AFC West. Well, here's the thing about the Raiders, Kramer. Can they get by that midseason? Because midseason every year, people are saying, just like they said two years ago, oh, look at this team. This team's going to be a playoff team. Look at their their surge. Last year they got off to a good start. You know, they beat the Chiefs. Things are going well. They're doing their victory laps. 
And they did play Chiefs. Okay, they played the Chiefs close the second time in Vegas. Like, the Raiders got the ball back with 19 seconds left because Mahomes did lead, lead a touchdown drive um, against the Raiders at the end of the game. The Chiefs had a 20-24 lead. Or lead um, Mahomes, because of Mahomes, or, then the Broncos took the lead, or excuse me, the Raiders took the lead. Then the Chiefs came down. Travis Kelsey got a touchdown. Mahomes won the game within the final minute. The Raiders didn't have enough time. They threw an interception, did Derek Carr. But they played the Chiefs well. I'll give them that. But here's the thing, though. Can they keep it up consistently? Can they can they win the division? Because Derek Carr gets talked about, you know, midseason MVP candidate, like Russell Wilson every year, even though Russell Wilson's played at a higher level than Derek Carr, and he's got a line, hopefully, that can protect him now at this point because he's been around for his life the last four years, being one or two and getting sacked as far as quarterbacks in the NFL. But do you feel with that rework? Now, listen, the Raiders are going to have a running game. We know that. Their running game is solid. Josh Jacobs, you got to like, I mean, yes. Darren Waller, yes. Henry Ruggs, we'll wait and see. We know the guy has speed. We know he's got talent. It's a little bit like Jerry Judy. You know, these Alabama wide receivers, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, all those guys are in the same receiving room at Alabama. We'll see how they, how they turn out. But when you lose three-fifths of the offensive line, that doesn't concern you with the Raiders because I do feel, Kramer, the Raiders had the most pressure of any team in the AFC that didn't make the playoffs. In the NFC, I've got the Cardinals most pressure to make the playoffs this year. No, I agree with you on that. And every single season that we've seen John Gruden has come back and coached the Raiders, they have improved at least a, a few games every single season. It was one game last year. But with this offensive line, granted, yeah, they gave Jackson gone with the Heck, the Rodney Hudson, which was a huge and shot. Trent gone. Brown and Trent, was a huge blow, too. And Rodney Hudson not, was the biggest, see, but the, Trent, Trent Brown, Brown was big. The Trent Brown one wasn't really that huge. For the three seasons he did play in well, Oakland, Las Vegas, because he was there when they went to still in Oakland, he only played 15 games out of the three seasons, which that is not good if you're a starting right tackle in this league. And the fact that it was great. Did he have to COVID issue? Did he have a COVID no, issue? No, it was just always a, a, a nailing injury for uh, uh, Trent Brown every single season. That always kept him sideline. The Patriots brought him in. And the Patriots brought him in. If he if, Granted, I don't think he's going to do great in the Patriots system uh, once he's back there. So there's at least that right tackle side for them is actually not the biggest impacted because they already know what to do without him there from last season. Huge but, dude, too. But, he stands in at 6'8", cream dog, about 360. Dude's a mountain of a man. I think they're going to miss him. I don't think Rodney will, Hudson's though. the big one, though. No, I honestly think I mean, no, Rodney Hudson's always huge. He's an all-pro center always. But Gabe Jackson's the guy that was least talked about, and he was the guy that was always Mr. Reliable, whether if it's Trent Brown not there or if he has to fill in for a right guard spot. That That's what they used Gabe Jackson for. I think that's probably the, the, the biggest blow for them because, I mean, granted, a center position in the NFL can be easily replaceable. By the way, Brown was placed on the reserve COVID list last year on October 21st, activated on October 30th. Um, then he was also hospitalized after pregame IV caused air to enter his bloodstream. He was placed back on the COVID-19 list December or November 5th, activated again December 2nd. So that's what I was thinking. I thought he was having some issues, man. You know, that's the issues then. The, the prior before that was, I believe it was his knees. But I... So you got the Raiders right now in number two or three? Number two. Number two? Yes, number two in the AFC West. I feel Cream like they're, they're Come still, on, man. They, they finished it off second last year. They're going to probably finish off second this year. There's, there's no chance of the Raiders winning the division anytime soon because of, you know, the trump card and 
the Kansas City Chiefs. Like Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the AFC West probably the next ten years. So I mean, I'm, I it, it, there's always going to be a battle for the AFC West for the number two spot, and I think the Raiders have the upper hand on the Broncos and Chargers. What's your feelings? We all have feelings, but you never know who's right and who's wrong. Because the last five years, the team that didn't make the playoffs did end up making the playoffs the next year. So it's one of those things. It's the NFL. It's wild and crazy. Who's going to be the quarterback standing? Because this is such a quarterback-driven league. I would rank right now Mahomes one in this division of quarterbacks, obviously. Number two, I would say Herbert. Three, Derek Carr. Four, Broncos starter. And I know that you probably disagree with that. And just flip-flop Herbert and Derek Carr. That's on mine. <laughs> we'll see, Cream Dog. Hey, That's Derek a beautiful thing about the NFL. Just we always Herbert, have question no. marks we get answers. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, bud. Hey, we come up, come up coming up next. We'll take a look at uh, Colin Cowards back at it again, the hot take artist. And he brought up something about Mahomes in pressure situations, something that was completely ridiculous, completely ludicrous, something nobody says about Mahomes and doesn't think he's a Hall of Famer yet. Well, Dick Wright filled in for him the following day on Friday, and he set the record straight. Bring the cowherd plus Nick Wright next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Chiefs training camp special. Jay Binkley live in St. Joe at the practice fields of Missouri Western State University. Kramer Sansone producing the operation. The Chiefs have gone inside for practice. There was a lot of fans up here today, but the rain came down and it came down good. But now it is not raining. It is back to uh, kind of the way it was when I got in here. Maybe a little cloudier, Kramer, but that rain came out of nowhere. Why does it always have to... Like last week was fine because it rained and lightning and stuff like before practice, right before practice. But then they got the practice in. They didn't have to go indoors. They always have to go indoors at least once at training camp, sometimes twice because of the rain. But why does this have to do this this morning, Kramer? They were wearing pads. They were right in front of me. And I was enjoying myself. It was fun. And now they went inside. It's, I mean, it's, it's Mother Nature. It's not the Chiefs' fault. I'm just saying. Why does this always happen to me, Kramer? I mean, I guess that's the way the cookie crumbles at times, Bink. Maybe there's always a rain cloud on you at times, but, I mean, that rain cloud actually followed you to the Chiefs' training camp, which kind of sucks. Good thing I didn't pre-buy a snow cone for Chris Jones at this that's point. That's true. It'd be melted probably by the time he got it. Yeah, I was going to get Pete one, too, but uh, no, he doesn't Pete's indoors. One. Yeah, Pete's indoors at this point. But uh, regardless, so one of the things I think is funny because Patrick Mahomes just gotten up to that level now that, if there's any criticism at all about him, it it's almost goes through one ear and out the other. I don't think it's viable. I think the guy continues to get better each and every season. I mean, he, he's already been great. I mean, we were talking about an NFL MVP. We are talking about Super Bowl MVP. But he, just the way he's processing and knowing the game, he's going to know this game better than any defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, you name it, by the time his career's done. The, the amount of information he processed is unbelievable. And here was Colin Coward. Because he was talking about Mahomes' pressure situations. I just brought up what he did against the Raiders. It was a pressure situation. Had to come down and score, and he did. We'll get to that in just a second. But first, before we do, at 913-576-7610 is the phone number. Let's go to Big T in Shawnee. Sorry, Big T, almost forgot about you there. How you doing hey, no, this morning? No problem, man. Good stuff. Just enjoying some B&G and listening to you guys. Hey, Oh, I'm man, I wish I had some of that. Oh, it's man! I made it myself. My dad, oh. man, he's a he's a great, great gravy maker, and he taught oh. me how to do the same. You got me there, brother. You know, I, I, you know I went to Juco, so I know how to cook. So I that's right. The hospitality program, but hey, 
But anyway, um, so you guys are talking about some really good stuff. I want to talk about the strength of schedules a little bit and then our division. And then you want you talked about the, the Rams. And really quick, I got to respect Crane Dog. I don't agree with him, but he's going with his team, so I respect that man for for, for leaning out there, being a Kansas in Kansas City, and, and going Raiders. But boo on him, go Chiefs. But I respect his call. But you know who's going to finish last in our division? Eventually, he's going to be right. Maybe in thirty years. I mean, <laughs> at some point, he will be right. <laughs> maybe when Pat's gone and long gone, maybe so. But you know, the Chiefs aren't. So you got the you got the, uh, the the Broncos, which you talked about being a lot of good stuff there. I don't like their quarterback. I think they're finishing third. I think it's going to be the Chargers, and then I think the the Raiders are going to bring up the rear or Denver. But with the Chargers, somebody made an interesting point. They got a new coach, maybe a little bit new system. You got that quarterback who's coming off a great year. Maybe he's going to have a sophomore slump, which we don't but, you know, know. You know, they did lose some know. some assistance to the Seahawks and stuff. I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be interesting, Bink, because I was listening to a guy, and he made a really, really good point. It's like, wait a minute, everybody's jumping on this uh, Herbert bandwagon. Yes. Has he ever played it's in any full. crowds yet? No, he hasn't played in any uh, crowds he's, yet. He's, he's in that 20% club, because I think he found 20% last year. And of course, that was at Arrowhead the last game of the season, but he wasn't exactly playing against the Chiefs starters either, even though the Chargers would lead you to believe with the video they put out that that was a big win for, for Herbert. Oh, yeah, huge, huge. And, you know, just that crowd noise. And then also the Buffalo quarterback. They're talking about, the, you know, he signed that contract. Then he had, you know, last year he had a good year. But he didn't. 150 guaranteed, 258, 43 years. Still not the Mahomes level, but big-time money for Josh Allen. has got to start producing, right? He does. That's Got to beat the Chiefs. That's more pressure on you. Plus, they choked against the Chiefs, and then he didn't play in front of any crowd noise, too. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens this year. Now I want to talk about the strength of schedule. One through ten. This is the toughest schedules in the leagues, everybody. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Chicago, Detroit, Cincinnati, Minnesota, Las Vegas Raiders, Crame Dog, then then Green Bay, Cleveland, then Houston. And then the easiest schedules. Easiest schedule. You got you got Philly, then Tampa Bay, Dallas, Indy, Giants, New Orleans, Miami, Atlanta, then Denver. So that's where Denver comes into play. They got a pretty easy schedule. But I will caution one thing on those big T. Every year teams turn around. Teams no, that I make hear the you. That's the one thing about it. I know we can look at strength of schedule, which which I do. I mean, I look at these numbers too. I'll be honest with you. I like to see where they're at in strength of schedule. But we never know an NFL team until they show up week one, right? If you we read don't. it this way halfway through a season, I could maybe buy into it at that point because a lot of these teams that we think are going to be like last year, the 49ers were coming off a of Super Bowl, right? Then yep. all the injuries hit them, and boom, they ended up being a bad team. The, the Chargers I had all those injuries. They ended up coming back to earth and not a great team, get their coach fired. So yeah, yeah. we never know what's going to happen. I look at those numbers, too, but it doesn't concern me that much. Well, it's kind of fun to look at because I'm in an over and under league, and if you don't look at that, you're just doing yourself a disservice. But Hey, man, we're doing I, the Survivor League, uh, Big T. You know, pick me, pick me. I'll take you to the promised land, brother. Hey, hey, also, you know, I, could, I, I know Tomlin's a great coach, but Ben's older. They've done it, a lot of that draft. I didn't like their draft, their defense. Pittsburgh's got the number one, and they got that division. I'm just saying this could be the year that Pittsburgh goes seven, you know, wins seven or six games or maybe eight, nine. And then, being real quick, you talked about you talked about the Rams. I don't understand everybody up there. The Rams upgraded their quarterback, got rid of golf, but then everybody wants to jump on Indy bandwagon with that turd wins. I told my buddy, don't put 500 on them. He put 500, and now he's crying. He's going to have to hedge his bet. Poor Gino. 
But, you know, with, with, with the Rams, I like their defense. I like that coach. That team could really do a lot. They got a tough schedule. But I don't understand why everybody jumps on Indy where they've done the exact same move. They got a quarterback in Wentz who's a turd. And, but then Rams get a quarterback. But he's out, five, he's out for a while, five to 12 weeks. We'll see yeah, how it goes. But... And, and then the Indy, look at them. They're, their line's out and got all these problems. But, Bink, I'm just wondering, I'm just wondering, is this the year, is this the year that, 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 that Denver or the Ray, or, or Chargers make a run for the Chiefs? No, no, I don't think so. I'm not, I'm not worried about not the I'm not Chiefs. About they the need to concentrate on second. Yeah, I'm, and, I, you know, that quarterback for San Diego or for the Chargers, L.A. Chargers, keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on the schedule, on, on, uh, on the crowd noise and that sophomore slump. And then today, damn it, let's go out there and get a win against them dirty birds. And as always, let's go Royals and Chiefs. Choo-choo, choo-choo-choo. These are the playoff teams the previous season that were under 500. It's happened five straight years. The Browns in 2020. Didn't make it the year before, made it that year. The Bills in 2019, the Bears in 18, the Bills in 17, again, the Raiders in 16, because they didn't make it the previous year. So you're always going to have it. I don't know if you look at that like I do, Kramer. Like, it's fun to look at the you know the wins and losses from last year, how good a team is. But so many things change year in and year out in the NFL. Yeah, the teams like the Chiefs, you know that's going to be a tough game if that's on your schedule. The Bills, it's going to be a tough game. The Ravens, the Browns, we, we know who the good teams are, but there's always the surprise teams too. So a lot of times, like last year, I think Chiefs fans gave the Dolphins a little more respect seeing what they were doing than when you first get the schedule and see the Miami Dolphins, right? That was a 10-win team last year. Chiefs beat them, but they were more formidable than what they were thought to be. But that's also a, a team that the Chiefs beat where there's a good chance that Miami could have won that game in Miami. So that, that, that Miami team was a, a completely different than what people actually thought that was going to happen with them. But there's always that surprise team. Like, you know what's going to happen this year? A team who's under 500 is going to turn around and make the postseason. Who's it going to be? You know, who, or who's the team that didn't make the playoffs? I think the Raiders clearly have the most pressure on them to make the playoffs that didn't last year. Gruden's got to show something. He's got to show something to validate this $100 million contract. No, I, I absolutely agree. Mayock was if, my if favorite he... draft guy who nailed the draft, killed the draft his first year, came back a little bit more to the pack last year, but the first year was unbelievable. Again, Carr's got the talent around him. I am concerned about their their, their, their line. The running game is top-notch. The tight end's top-notch. The wide receivers, I like them a lot. The defense, Gus Bradley's given the Chiefs fits in the past. Comes over from the Chargers. That is an upgrade from Paul Genther. Yeah, the defense was the biggest question mark from last season to the season prior, and I think the Raiders actually finally have figured it out. You think they finally figured it out? I do like Gus Bradley. I think that was the Raiders' best addition, I'll be honest with you. Out of all their additions, I think he was the best one. I absolutely agree. And he's not hes not perfect. He's not perfect, but, you know, he's always had a game plan against the Kansas City Chiefs. Lo- loved how he was using the defense in, in Bosa and Ingram, you name it, when he had them with the Chargers. And obviously, Derman James and everybody that got hurt, a big difference. I mentioned uh, the Colin Coward stuff when he was talking about Patrick Mahomes. Didn't have a chance because I took Big T and Shawnee's call, which I'll take your calls as well, 913-576-7610. We'll be up here till noon until Josh Vernier takes over on Vern's On Deck Show coming up at noon. But coming up next, we'll get into, is there any criticism of Holmes? Well, maybe we found a little bit. We'll do that next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back to Chiefs Training Camp, Jay Binkley, Dusty Likens. Let's go, baby. Here with me now. It's Kramer Sansone producing 
the operation. A little bit of rain in St. Joe's, so they moved the practice indoors. It's over, baby. That's what happened, Dustman. They were all out there. Everything was fine. It looked just like this. And then all of a sudden, like, there was some lightning off to the side. It's like Vegas in the summer, man. You see one cloud, you got to end it. Boy, this thing was packed, man. I saw it, yeah. It was packed with fans driving up here and stuff like that. It's going to get to the Colin Cowherd on Mahomes just a second beforehand. Let's go to uh, Belton and talk to John. What's up, John? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jake. Uh, Good good, good, good to hear your voice, man. Yeah, we shot the poop up there at camp the other day. I hope you're feeling a little bit better and uh, things are going well. Uh, First of all, man, I got to give you some advice. Yeah, you get rid of that beard and go back to that goatee. So go, uh, go back to the good. goatee. You yeah, have a go goatee. You don't even have a beard. I have one. I just don't have it where I can tie it game up. Game like one. Yours. No, no. Week one. Game one. You take it right down to the goatee. So anyway, <laughs> hey man, uh, I, you're the football uh, guru, and uh, the only thing I'm like concerned about, of course, it's not the offense. Uh, it's our uh, interior D line. I know we got some uh, some some guys that can come out off the edge and uh, and get after the quarterback. But, but what are your feelings on what what our interior uh, D line is looking like this, at this sure. time? And, and sure. I'm 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 gonna hang up. But uh, love you, brother, call, John. And, uh, keep on. And uh, yeah, go. I appreciate it, John. Uh, yeah. No, Terry defensive line. He said, I'm, "Go." I'm actually impressed with it, especially when you move Jones with Reed. There's right. no better interior pass rush yeah. in the AFC than that combo. When you have Reed and Jones, then when Jones splits out, you still got Reed on the inside. You still have some Derek Nadi. This guy was 54 percent of the snaps in the Super Bowl last year, 53 percent of the snaps the year before. Derek Nadi's coming in his own as a run stuffer, and I like Hitchens behind him, and Willie Gay on the outside, and the Will or Sam roll with him. Like Nick Bolton sprinkling him off the bench. No, right. I, the interior defensive line I actually like. I mean, even I'm impressed some of the ends like Mike Dana and Taco Charlton, guys like this. Yeah. I think this defense can surprise some people this year. I think the biggest question that a lot of people have is is the fact that Chris Jones has been moved to the end. And I get it that you're 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 one of the guys that that knows more than I do when it comes to this situation. That there is a big situational uh, gap in production when you go from you know a nose tackle or a, you know, defensive tackle to a defensive end. And and that's where Chris Jones is at, man. Like, he's going from a guy who's going to get double teamed, he's going to get, you know, pinched in the middle, to a guy that's now being, you know, freely released on the outside. To John's phone call, the thing that's going to be great about this is the fact that you're going to have a man the size of Chris Jones on the outside who has shown plenty of speed, plenty of talent, plenty of ways to get after the quarterback. You've now giving that man a little bit more free space, a little bit more freedom to do what he can do. Not only that, but you have a guy that you went out in free agency and got in Jaron Reed, who we've seen this, we've seen the stats before Frank Clark's best years as a Seahawk before he even came to Kansas city. His best years were when Jaron Reed was clogging the hole in the middle and, and let him sacks, just rip around the outside. Quarterback hits. Those guys were all over. Right. It makes your pants tight. It gets that guy around the outside a little bit better. It gets Chris Jones that opportunity, and we haven't seen that yet. So, yes, the fear of the unknown of Jaron Reed being on this Kansas City Chiefs roster is a great fear to have, John and Belton, is that's where you want to be because you don't know what he's going to do for Chris Jones. 
We don't know the situation with Frank Clark, but we know the situation with Chris Jones. We know that Chris Jones on the outside. We know he's going to be going free on the outside, going after quarterbacks, and there's going to be a big body that's going to allow him to do that, and that's where those guys are going to stand, and that's what they're going to be able to do is they're going to make this defensive line a little bit stronger, a little bit more elusive, a little bit more effective on quarterback play because here's the thing. Chiefs go up 21 nothing on you, and you throw this defensive line on people? It's going to be a long game for opposing teams. Yeah, I'm actually liking this defensive line quite a bit. Here was what – I want to get your reaction to this because okay. I, I definitely have my feelings. Nick Wright, I thought, put, put him in place when he filled in Mo, Colin, the next day. But here was Colin Cowherd on kind of where he sees Patrick Mahomes. We'll do this and then we'll react after the break. But here's uh, Cowherd on Mahomes. I love Mahomes, but we do this all the time. Players, movie stars have a couple of good – Hits are going to be Hanks. They're going to be Denzel. They're going to be Brady. I mean, as much as I love Tom Brady, the greatest thing he ever did was in Tampa. A losing culture, a losing franchise, a GM nobody knew, an offensive line that needed work. And in six months, they were easily the best football team in the world. Anytime he had an issue, a crisis in New England, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, a great defense. That's not to say he doesn't deserve credit. Go ask Baker Mayfield the difference between Freddie Kitchens and Kevin Stefanski. If he still had Freddie Kitchens, he would not get a new contract. With Kevin Stefanski, he will. Go ask Jared Goff. I don't think he's Mahomes. He couldn't play a lick with his first coach. Jared Goff got a lot of money because of his second head coach. We do this all the time. Here's what we know about Mahomes. He's super talented. He's only a three-year starter. He's yet to beat Brady in the playoffs. He's had a few early injuries. And a lot of his credit is the supporting cast. I say this all the time. Judge everybody in crisis, too. Now, crisis is harder. But the only time I've seen Mahomes in crisis in his career was in the Super Bowl this past year when he lost his left tackle, and he was awful. 52 passer rating, 50 attempts completed less than 25, no touchdowns and two picks. It's amazing what just missing a left tackle. He had Travis Kelsey, had Tyreek Hill, had his defense, had Andy Reid, had the GM. Missing a left tackle, he was awful and outplayed by Garoppolo for three-quarters of his first Super Bowl. Mahomes would, of course, admit this. He's not arrogant. He would admit it. But you had Marino and Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers. You had them all in multiple Super Bowls. How about a new rule on this show? We give the supporting cast for movie stars and quarterbacks and NBA stars a lot more credit. And we also are willing to wait a few years to see how athletes perform when things don't go their way. Magic Johnson was in 30% more finals than Michael Jordan. Nine, and he won five. But Magic always had the great advantage. Wrong coach, still got the best owner. Wrong draft pick, still got the best owner. Tough road trip, still got the best owner. Tragic Johnson, wake up the next morning, still got the best owner. Little injury, still got the best trainers. Support staff. Mahomes will be a Hall of Famer. 
He's not there yet. Maybe only one year away, another MVP, another Super Bowl. But just don't forget, if you put him in Jacksonville, if you put him in the NFC West with his college coach, would he be favored? No, he wouldn't be favored to win the NFC West. He's yet to have a bad O-line, yet to have a lousy coordinator, yet to have a deficient wide receiver and tight end group. Never had it. The money kicks in. The O-line deteriorates. He can't keep the Pro Bowl second receiver. He'll still be great. He'll still be talented. Take a deep breath. Before we anoint, let's watch everybody for a few years in crisis, too. All right. A lot of things. And I, and I can just tell how that's going to play. You don't like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's great. I think if he wins the MVP in another Super Bowl this year, then you can have Hall of Fame discussions. But right now he's 161st in passing yards and 113th in wins. Okay. That's laughable. We'll discuss that. Yeah, we'll let, take a time well, out. Let me get after Colin. We'll come back and discuss that next. We'll talk about that right, right when we come back. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Chiefs training camp special. Jay Binkley along with Dusty Likens, Kramer Sansone producing the operation. Let's do this. Practice indoors right now. Got some gnarly weather it up. There was some. There was some. You said sideways rain. Sideways rain. Looks like it could do it again. And these annoying people were sitting back here behind him. They were making this loud clapping noise. But the Chiefs personnel got rid of it. I don't know why they were doing it. Just doing it. It was driving me nuts. I thought it was like lightning hitting the area every time they did it. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? Maybe it was lightning. I don't know. You want to talk about it? You want to talk about Maybe there there was Colin Coward. What do you want to talk about Colin about? Because, I mean, I got got plenty of takes on Colin. No, here's the thing. Yeah. One, you have to search for something to say. Yeah. And I've never been that guy. Listen, hot takes are fine, but have something to back it up. Right. there's not backing it up. Well, and, he did. He tried to give us uh, touchdowns and, and, and well, wins. Well, look at the, the Raiders game. The Chiefs lost the Raiders early in the season. They go out to Las Vegas. People yeah. are expecting big things to the Raiders. Mahomes leads a two-minute drive. Yeah. Minute 28, he's got boom, boom, boom. He goes right down the field. Travis Kelsey, touchdown. Gave the Raiders 19 seconds. They throw a pick. All right, that's that game. Yeah. He hasn't been in a lot of games where he's had to do that kind of damage. Now, he went on a roll there towards the end of the year where he was making a play at the end of the game. Well, the field goal, touchdown, you name it. He was doing it. He's always done that. Nick Wright came on the next day and said, hey, here's the deal. And Nick Nick had a, a graphic up where he had everybody that's been a Super Bowl MVP and a league MVP, yep. they're all in the Hall of Fame. Right. Except for three active players. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Those, we, are the other, those are the only three active players. And we can agree that two of those are for sure locks. Yeah, I, I think three of them are, to be honest you with you. You think Mahomes is a lock already? I do, okay. and that, that was the thing. That was the thing thing with with, with him. I do. Yeah. I already think he's got there. When you win in league MVP, you've been the two Super Bowls. You won one. I mean, you're starting to get into Kurt Warner, even though Kurt Warner had the uh, and he just you know, got the it. record. He did just get in, right? Uh, but the bottom line is, I think he's already there. Okay. And the point is, if you won the league MVP and Super Bowl MVP, you're in. We all know he's going to have a career, and it's gonna he's gonna put up numbers. And those, are, you know, the five thousand yard thing. He'll probably do that now easily because of the 17-game season right. and having an offensive line that's unreal. Because yeah. nobody really separated O.J. Simpson running for 2,000 yards yeah. than the others, even though he did it in a 14-game season. Right. Like, no one ever brought that up. They say, O.J. ran for 2,000 yards. Well, he did it in 14 games. Right. Which is a in difference. In Buffalo. Which is a difference. Right. So, regardless, um, 
Yes, Mahomes, he has that pedigree. Yeah. And when he came out of Tech, I mentioned this before, you know, there was, a, there was 128 teams in Division One football. They had the 128th scoring defense, meaning they gave up points all the time. At the right, time. yeah. That's been Kingsbury's problem. It, it's trailing to the NFL to, to, to an extent, even though defense is better. But I'll be honest with you, that was happening. That's why, like, Mahomes had that acumen. He knew every time he was on the field he had to score. That's yeah. his mentality. That's who he's made of. There's no other quarterback you're taking within two minutes in the NFL. Then this guy, you take Josh Allen. Oh, by the way, yeah, great contract, 150 million guaranteed. That's nine more million than Mahomes. Great, right. the long-term contract. Mahomes Good still him. has more. Good for him, but he's 0-2 when it counted against Mahomes. Lost to him in Buffalo. At lost home. to him in the playoffs in, in, in the uh, AFC Championship. So these these other quarterbacks have a long way to go to catch Mahomes and the Chiefs. Here's my take on Colin. I think Colin Coward. Wants to get people's attention. I think he wants to get people into the hurt. Good for him. That's what he does. He's an entertainer. He's like you and I, Jay. Like we're we're gonna say some stuff that not a lot of people are gonna agree with. But when we say those things, the crisis mode thing gets me. But when we when we say those things, we back it up. Like if I'm gonna go on a hot hot take and talk about Patrick Mahomes, and say you know what, Patrick Mahomes has done everything in his career except. I'm going to say beat Tom Brady because he hadn't done it. He's only beat him once. He hadn't beat him when it counts. But to say that he doesn't handle crisis as a situation because you and I were both there. We watched that game. I beat him twice. Once in the regular season with the Bucs, once in the regular season. Right. He beat him in the regular season with the Bucs. But in the playoffs with Brady, he hadn't beat him. But the thing is, the, the crisis thing doesn't make sense. That, to me, is a stretch for... August content, waiting for football to get there, waiting for people to come in. The and, line and was like, bad in the Super Bowl. We can and, all agree. And he had turf toe, by and the way, that's, too. And that's fine. But to say that a quarterback isn't good without their left tackle, well, yeah, that's his blind side. What's the most paid position in football other than the big main step playmaker positions? Left tackle. What did the Chiefs do when they did this offseason? When got Brown. What's Brown play? Left tackle. Guess what Patrick Mahomes going to do this year? He's going to be so much better off because he's going to have that protection. Joe Tooney came from New England. Who was he protecting? Tom Brady. What did Tom Brady do? Was very protective, was able to sit back and relax. And he went to three straight Super Bowls to start his career, which has never been done. That's the acumen that right. he brings. And Mahomes has been to two. Won one, lost one. Thing is, you ain't going to win him every time. We've said this before. As Pete Sweeney would say the voice of the franchise, sky ain't falling yet. You got a whole franchise ahead of you. You got a whole bunch of years ahead of you. Your quarterback is in his mid-20s. He's not even in his prime yet when it comes to the quarterback talent age. And the problem is with Colin Coward is, yes, he's reaching for content. We remember it last year. He was calling Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills the best team in the NFL. Best team in the NFL. Yet they didn't beat Mahomes in Buffalo when Mahomes didn't even throw the ball. That was the Clyde Edwards-Alaire game where he came out and was like, hey, I'm a, I'm a rookie, I'm a stud. And they ran the ball against Buffalo in Buffalo. Then, when they play the Chiefs in Arrowhead on uh, the AFC Championship game that night, what happened? We saw a side of Josh Allen that we've never seen before because, you know what? The Chiefs broke him because he wasn't who they thought they were. And, not only that, Colin Coward went back on his words and then said something. You know what? Maybe the Chiefs are better than I thought they were. Maybe they're the team of the future. Here's the thing. He wants reactions. He got reactions from you and I. Here's the problem. Mahomes handles crisis very well. The Raiders game that you mentioned. We talked to Mitch Holtz about it last year on our shows. What happened? He drew in the safety. One of the best safeties in the league, Jonathan Abrams, who they drafted high, drafted, got him to bite, hit Travis Kelsey in the end zone. We've seen Mahomes come back many times. Super Bowl, he brings it up. They were down. 
What happened? Chiefs won. Who was their quarterback? Patrick Mahomes. And this was a good team before he got here, right? Tyreek Hill was here. Right. And Travis Kelsey was here. They were a playoff he team. was the missing ingredient to take And he's the reason the why step. they got the ring. And he should have been the three straight Super Bowl. Without a doubt. Quite honest. We'll take a timeout. We come back. Josh Allen getting the bag in Buffalo. What's it say about the ever- the ever-present search of a quarterback in the National Football League. We do that next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley and Dusty Likens continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 